Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Combat Sports Show. This will be our final show of the year. We are taking Christmas week off, and then it's going to be New Year. We're going to have a big show coming up, New Year's. Um, that's going to be on the first because that's the first day of the year. We're going to talk about 219 then. We're going to hit 219 now a little bit, but we're going to hit 219. We're going to give you results, all the good stuff from that. We're, tonight we got a big show. We're going to have some callers. We're going to talk a little, a little bit of the weekend's MMA. We're going, to, we're going to get into some heavier subjects. We've got a special caller. He's going to talk about uh, Hurricane Harvey that hit him pretty hard and how the MMA community has actually helped him out. And it's going to be really interesting, a little bit different from the norm, but it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be very, very interesting. But for starters, what we get to talk about tonight is going to be a blast. There was a lot of MMA on this. You know, there was a very, very good Bellator card that saw ex-UFC fighters Valerie Letourneau and Michael McDonald come on, and we get to talk about the UFC on Fox 26, um, Robbie Lawler versus Dos Anjos. The winner was getting a title shot at Tyrone Woodley, and it seems like all oh, that's kind of gone on the wayside, but we'll, we'll figure that out in a little bit. And first of all, a little bit of big news of the week. We, we've got – we heard, and I read about it last week, late last week, that we finally got word on Valentina Shevchenko. She is, in fact, dropping to flyweight. She's going to fight at 125. That's going to be awesome. She's taken on an undefeated Brazilian, and uh, you know the Brazilian. She's only eight eight and zero, and has not fought the level of competition that Valentina has. So I don't know if that's a gimme fight or maybe they saw something in her. I haven't seen any of her fights. Pronounce her last name, so I'm not going to try. I don't know if maybe the UFC saw something in her fights and they said, "Hey, this lady's going to be something. Let's put her up against Valentina and give her a real tough." You know, welcome into the octagon. Not sure, but that's pretty interesting. That's going to be a fun fight. Um, beyond that, there there wasn't a ton of breakout news this week. Um, just kind of a normal week in the life of an MMA fan. You know, we knew what was coming up. We knew what's already happened. And let's talk a little bit before our callers. We're going to have some callers tonight, like I said. Before that. Let's talk a little bit about the card, the UFC card over the weekend. Now, there was one fight that got canceled. Tim Elliott was going to fight, but his opponent came in so overweight that he didn't even he didn't even weigh in. He just stayed away. And that's kind of weird. Um very rare does that happen, but he just decided not to come onto the scale and it's just the way it is. So Tim Elliott decided, you know what? I'm not taking the fight. 
and he's really upset that the UFC only paid him his show money, not his win money. Because like he said, hey, I went out, I made weight, why aren't you paying me? And the UFC is like, it's kind of discretionary. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. This time they decided they weren't going to pay him. Um, they offered him another fight, you know, a catchweight fight, and Tim Elliott said, no, this guy came in too heavy. I'm not doing it. And I kind of respect what he did. He said, hey, listen, I made the contract with weight. He didn't. He, his bad, not mine. And, you know, it didn't, it didn't really bite him in the ass. On the other hand, you got Ricardo Lamas. <clears throat> he took a fight with a guy that was already a late replacement, and he came in a little overweight, Josh Emmett and Ricardo Lamas fought in the co-main event, and kind of tough. But for now, we do have a caller, so we're going to bring her in uh, right away. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, is it me? It it (laughs) sure is. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good, y'all. What's up? It's Mercy from Cyber Nation. What's really going on? (laughs) We we just started. I, I have a... I pretty much told everybody what we're going to be doing tonight. We got Randy coming on. I knew Mercy, you're coming on. It's a big show. So I, I had just started it talking is. a little bit about the UFC card. What's that? Okay, so I'll chime in because everybody needs to know that in Atlanta, where I'm at, um, we had mm-hmm. a cup full of snow um, that mm-hmm. caused a whole traumatic incident down here. And that, like, wiped out all of our access, all of our internet access. We had no internet, no TV, no nothing. So I'll chime in when I can, but I can on Randy and on 219. So you guys let me know when to go. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, definitely. Um, Did you see the card over the weekend? No, that's that's when the snowstorm happened. And so, like, it was, like, crazy. I'm, like, online, like, hey, guys, give me an update. Yeah, because we have the snowstorm. (laughs) So everything I have to say is about everything other than what happened this weekend because I only saw it through you all's eyes. But I will will say big ups to my tweets because you guys kept me posted. So I probably could talk about it because, well – my tweets are pretty smart. <laughs> They're pretty hey, well a, versed in MMA. It was a great card. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. I took a lot of notes during the card. My my favorite fight, my co-host and I talked a lot about it last week. Dos Anjos versus Lawler, the main event. We were pretty split. Um, it was a really hard fight to pick. I, I'm a big Dos Anjos fan, and uh, we, both, we were both kind of leaning 50-50. And Dos Anjos just dominated that fight. It was it was a great. Yeah, I, I think I did going. see the end. I saw like the tail end. You know how like when your cable goes in and out. Like I saw like the very tail end of it. So yeah, okay. I think I saw the like beatdown portion. Like there was a beatdown portion of it, and I saw that. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely there was. And uh, I am definitely looking forward to talking to Randy later on. He wants to talk a little MMA and, and, and kind of get his story out. And I'm really excited for people to hear about that. Exactly. And Randy is, like, the greatest tweet ever. He's, like, team MMA for life. Um, that's a hashtag. Um, and he's, like, part of, like, Cyborg Nation. Like, Randy is, like, the all-around, like, 
MMA guy. Like he he's been doing MMA longer. You know he he's been practicing all the you know different aspects of MMA longer than all of us have been alive. I, I want to say Randy said he goes back to like like 1960 something. So. Like that's I wasn't even born then, so I can't like get on his level. But you know, because there's levels to this, y'all. It's levels. <laughs> so Randy is on a whole different level than like I could even speak. But he's a good guy. Like even when he lost everything, he was still trying to help everybody else. So I, I'm I'm like ecstatic. Everybody's gonna get to hear a story and like. We can go from there, but I'll be on the phone. Just y'all, just leave me over in the corner because this weekend, for real, the snow, hmm. the cup full of snow, like really jacked us up in Atlanta, which is stupid. <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't even no snow, and we didn't even have airport service just yesterday. So there you go. That's what happens in the South. Sometimes just things just turn out really bad. <laughs> so y'all go ahead, and I'll sit here. Hey, no, go ahead. Like I said, my co-host has uh, has not is, is MIA right now. Don't know what's going on. It's all um, right. We got this. We got this. We gonna hold it down. We got it. Yeah. I'll chime yeah, in so, when I can. Go ahead. Um, we're not doing a show next week, so we're not gonna have to do a preview or anything. So let's jump right into UFC 219. That's gonna be a card. Let me just go yeah. ahead and put this out here. And still, can we just go ahead and say <laughs> and still and Featherweight champ. You know, forget featherweight champ because I think that doesn't give Chris enough credit just to say that she's the featherweight champ of of you know UFC because UFC hasn't really spent the time, the money, the energy into building the featherweight division. So I don't really think it gives Chris enough credit for what she's really accomplished. Chris Cyborg is the featherweight division for any 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 organization. Period. Bellator knows they have their quote unquote champ, but they also know that Chris rules over that too. Like whoever mm-hmm. their number one is, Chris is, is number one over them. So. They're number two to Chris. Like there, there is no way to beat Chris unless you go in the in the cage and you fight Chris. If you go fight her and you win, that's the only way that you win. That's yes. it. Otherwise, Chris is number one. Period. There is. I don't care what weight class you're talking about over bantamweight. Chris rules that. I would think that most fans would say that Chris could move up in weight. She could even go to 155. She could go to open weight division, and she still would be dominant. I I think most fans would agree with me on that. She's going to win. So we're, we're not afraid. Like, I'm glad old Winky Wink Wink, good old Wink, <laughs> came out of <laughs> hiding and decided to say something, finally. Because have you guys noticed they haven't hyped this fight at all? Like, is it just me? <laughs> they haven't hyped this fight at all. They've said nothing. Zip, zero, zilch. I almost thought that they got their passports and left and went out the country and, and like, were trying to escape 
like to avoid the fight because that's how little <laughs> they've said. And I'm just saying, like, if we're gonna have a successful fight, you know, you gotta have two sides. But who who am I even arguing with? Like, they're gone, ghost, ghost. You know what I do? That's like. because they know home is going to sleep. She's taking a nap. Serta, Serta yeah. mattresses. Please call Chris Cyborg's <laughs> team. <laughs> and and go ahead and and hook them up with a sponsorship because for real y'all for real Chris is putting her to sleep she's going to sleep before round two mark my words <laughs> round two I'm gonna be sitting all the way in the front row so you guys can see us the Cyborg Nation team is coming strong with our signs and everything else we'll be in the front seats you'll see us sideline coaching and um yeah. <laughs> Wink is talking about round four or five. By the time we get around yeah. to round four or five, um, Cyborg Nation is gonna already be at the club. We're gonna be at the after party, popping bottles. <laughs> like he could be sitting there waiting on round four or five, but home is already gonna be knocked out by four and five. Like, are you kidding me? This is Chris. We talking about Chris Cyborg? It's done. Round one, round two is done done she might play with her for round one just because we all got like our special uh, what, what we all want to see like I want to see the suplex I keep asking for that Chris please get a suplex in get two in toss this chick around the ring being grounded pound and knock her out I mean we all know how we want the fight to end but um <laughs> I just don't see it lasting more than two rounds. Come on. she Chris is not going to carry Holly home. Who winky week, good old wink, has been talking trash about since 2014. Like, <laughs> y'all can ask me about it, but uh, really, it's been since 2014. So he can go have a seat. Um, I've been waiting to give winky wink a dose of his own medicine. <laughs> you know, um, what I see here is, Holly did not take uh, – uh, she took one punch from Rousey and it wobbled her, one good punch. And Rousey doesn't hit half as hard as Cyborg does. So she's got that coming at her. Um, Cyborg, we know for a fact, she has fought the best kickboxer in the world in Jorina Bars. And Cyborg lost the fight, but by the end of the fight, she was the one taking over. Cyborg can handle herself with a great, great striker like Holm. I don't think Holm – can handle what Cyborg's bringing at all. Listen, here, here's what it is. Like, I love, I love, I love all of the champs, fans, you know, big sis Chris. Um, mm-hmm. She's our big sis, so I'm, I'm obviously going to stick up for her. However, yeah. just being impartial, and if I was just being one of you guys, let's go back to the bars fight, right? Yes. Bars is the best that there is in kickboxing very best. and Muay Thai. Yes. And, and Muay Thai. Yes. She's like, I can't even count. Like, I, it was when Chris first signed and I first started talking trash to her because you all know I talk trash to everybody Chris was on, signed with. <laughs> and she was already like 10 times undefeated and like something like 36 and old then. That was before yeah. Chris fought her. At that point, let me just educate you guys. Chris had only had two 
actual Muay Thai kickboxing fight. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. That's it. There were no amateur fights. That's it. She had two. She took on the ten time world champ who nobody would fight. She got her a paycheck. Let, let, let's keep it real, yo. She got her a paycheck because she wouldn't have had a paycheck had there been no Chris. Yeah. So she got a paycheck because of Chris. And Chris, no, she didn't win. She didn't win. I, I, I'm a student of Muay Thai. She didn't win. But Chris, at that time, that wasn't like her sole focus. Her sole focus wasn't Muay Thai. She wasn't going to Team Funkett and in Thailand and training there, which she's been doing since that fight. Um, she hasn't been – she wasn't, like, completely focused on what her flaws were. She found them out mm-hmm. in that fight, and guess what? We didn't cry. We didn't hide. We didn't just say, oh, no, we're packing up the bags, and, oh, my God, Chris lost, so we can't yeah. show our faces. No, that that's not Cyborg Nation. Cyborg Nation, we still show our face. Chris still shows her face. She lost. It was good. She lost, but she lost, like, as a champ. Like, it still went to the cards. Chris was, like, not even human. That that wasn't even human. The knees she took, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, how is that human? <laughs> and she kept coming it, it forward. That, that's all I keep saying. She kept coming forward. Yeah. She was actually pushing the pace at the end of the fight. I know it was only a five-round fight. She was pushing the pace. Exactly. I'm glad you said yeah. that because that is exactly what she was doing. She was pushing the pace. And I'm like, I was but going technically. Nuts. I saw it live and I went technically, nuts. Uh, technically, I train Muay Thai, so I'm knowing she's losing as far as points, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah. however, she's still giving us a show. Chris is still putting on the show. She's still putting on yeah. the fight. She's still giving fans what they want. A fans was looking for a knockout, and Chris was still looking for that knockout, like, the whole time. And, and like I said, yeah. I'm just a fan. I'm, I'm not on her team. I, I can't say exactly, you know, what it was that she was thinking at that time. But I can only mm-hmm. imagine because I don't know nobody who's still standing on their feet after getting knocked out. Like, I think that was round two. She caught one of those knees. And, yeah. and to me, I was like in tears because to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's knocked out. Chris kept coming forward. She's not human. She's like a damn machine. She's a machine. Mm-hmm. She kept coming forward. The yeah, ref couldn't crazy. even stop the fight because she kept moving. Like, she was still moving. Them knees would have yeah, knocked she... anybody else out. Anybody oh, yeah. else would have been done. Them, them knees would have been done. Down. Bar's knees are vicious. They would have been done. Yeah, I, I've never seen anybody get knocked down four times like that and come back And she just strong. kept getting up and kept fighting. Yeah. That's why we I mean, call I her really Big Sis Chris. That's yeah. why she's Big Sis Chris because she, she got up and kept going like, Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Like who does that? That that wasn't human. Like for real. Like I'm always trying to tell people, Chris is a human, but the, the she she <laughs> hurts that cause. What I have to tell her, tell fans. Okay, I know y'all saw that, but that wasn't human. Like that's not that's <laughs> not normal. Like people don't do that. Like 
you don't get knocked out like that. Them, them knees, bars knees, bars head kicks are vicious. And they're more yeah. vicious than whatever Holmes got. Like, y'all give me a break. You're not about to tell me that that Holmes kickboxing is the equivalent of bars Muay Thai. Get out of here. Muay Thai and kickboxing, for one, aren't the same thing. First of all, I think we need to educate fans on that. It's not even the same thing. It's not even the same rules. <laughs> Kickboxing and Muay Thai are very different. Chris fought bars in Muay Thai. Y'all talking about bars in kickboxing. It's not the same thing. It's not the same. Because in kickboxing, you don't have the 12 and 6 elbow. You can't, like, do... There are a lot of things you can't do in kickboxing that you can in Muay Thai. Are yes. you kidding me? That was vicious. People don't know how vicious that lion fight fight really was, but that's about as as pure as you get. I don't know another venue that you can fight in that's like advertised that you you can get than than lion fight. It just is what it is. Now they might not pay their fighters. Now we have, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> but <laughs> if you're talking about the actual, yes, yeah, big up this time bomb. Hopefully you got paid. Um, but if you're just talking about the pure rules of the sport, yeah, Muay Thai, lion fight is it. Like that's as closest to pure Muay Thai as you can get. Now, everything else is, like, far off from that. But, again, Chris fought bars on her third fight. That was her third third kickboxing or Muay Thai fight. Stand up. She took her to the judges. This chick then won 36-0. and 0. Like, are you kidding me? And you think home got a chance? Home going to sleep. Somebody get the sort of posturepedic mattress out. Let's let's get the one that that's the good mattress for home to take a nap on because she's going to sleep, and good old Winky Wink Wink has finally woke up and finally decided to say something, but the only thing that he had to say was round four and five. He thought that home was still gonna be in the cage with Chris. Um, we gonna be at the after party by then because Chris is gonna knock out home, um, in rounds one or two. Y'all mark my words. Right yeah, I, I'm looking round at, one or two. I'm looking at Jarena Bars right now. She still is not locked in Muay Thai. She is 42 and 0. Still when not. She fought Chris. She was 36 and 0. Oh. Exactly. And, exactly. And that's just crazy that Chris, Chris with no experience, takes this fight and handles herself. Exactly. I mean, like, like we said, exactly. the the early trouble. Home has nothing that Chris has not experienced. And exactly. Chris so, what does home bring so that more. bars don't bring? Exactly. That's all yeah. I'm saying. What does home bring yeah. that bars don't bring? Because bars is gonna the bring. best there is in the business when it comes to striking. Yeah. So, um, yeah. if, if, well, if we just talking about stand up striking, what yeah. does home bring what? that that bars don't have? What's Are you kidding me? No, exactly what home is gonna do is what we've seen in the past. We've never. The only time we saw Holm look really good was when Ronda Rousey rushed her 
for two rounds, and Chris is not going to do that. Holmes going to sit back and back and, and circle, circle, circle. It's really – people are expecting this big slugfest, but I just don't see it. Holmes not going to engage Chris. Listen, the we Chris can have a slugfest, right? We can have a slugfest, right? But we mm-hmm. can have a slugfest, right? But the difference is, mm-hmm. let me tell you, Chris, Cyborg, she's ready for a slugfest. She gonna bring yeah. it. She gonna bring it to home. Uh, it, I wish home would want to bring a slugfest to Chris. Are you kidding? Oh, she won't. Home no is way. gonna get knocked out. She's never felt the power of Chris Cyborg. Nobody no, home's gonna be has the power that that Cyborg has. And if she want to bring a slugfest, like that is a terrible game plan for her. Like terrible. Yeah. I'm Chris's number one fan, and I tell anybody, if you ever want to beat Chris, your best bet is to figure out how you get her to the ground and how you get a submission. That's your only way to win because Chris Chris is a brown belt in BJJ, so you got to be able to beat her ground game. you got to be able to mm-hmm. beat her BJJ. Um, ever since she started talking about fighting Brucey, she started training judo. So Chris is trained in judo. Chris is trained in in wrestling. She she wrestled and beat Olympic wrestlers. I mean, we talking about somebody who literally who their name when you look up MMA, their name the picture should be like right next to the name. Like <laughs> she's got the ground game. She's got the stand up game. Everybody always knocks her on her technique, but it doesn't matter. Her technique is good enough, stand up, and good enough on the ground that you can't beat her. Like, you got to find a way to beat her. And I'm telling everybody, and I tell good old Winky Wink, 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 from Jackson Wink, the only way you're going to beat my girl, the only way you're going to beat Big Sis, is by submission, and that means you got to get on the ground. But that mm-hmm. also means you got to leave yourself vulnerable to getting tossed around and getting ground and pounded and getting knocked out. So, yeah. do you want to do that? What, I don't do know do that I've seen anybody take her down. Like, uh, and do anything. No, they're not going to take her ground. down. That's not going to happen. No, no, no. It yeah. would have to be that she decided she was going to the ground, it is, is what I'm thinking. Is she yeah. has to decide that she wants to go to the ground with Holly, and then Holly takes advantage of the fact that they decide to go to the ground. But Holly, we still looking. I got the bird watchers out. I got the duck callers out. We all looking for where the hell is Holly's ground game? She don't have one. Has anybody seen it? She got takedown defense, but other than that, has anybody seen a ground game from Holly? Anybody? Nope. No, she okay. has well, good takedown defense, but not against. I mean, takedown defense she has, but outside of that, what else does she have? Because takedown defense doesn't help when you you facing cyborg. Cyborg is gonna toss no. you. So, um, if she decides she wants to toss you, you get tossed. So that don't yeah. really work. Now, once you get to the ground, what you gonna do? That's home's problem. What is she gonna do? When uh, she she's gonna to hold on for dear life. She's going to just hold on for dear life and try and, try and, and wait it out. And get beat up. And yeah. get beat up. Here it comes, ground and pound. 
<laughs> and Chris going to hit her with them elbows. It's going to be bow after bow after bow. And y'all will see me screaming, saying, keep elbowing, bow, 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 bow. Y'all going to see me. I'll be standing up in, in the crowd somewhere screaming, telling Chris, just keep going, keep going, keep going, because it's over. If it gets to ground and pound, it's it's a done deal. Done, done, done. The only thing that can save her is the bell. But anyway, on another note, <laughs> we've got um, a couple things that we're doing. And we got to, like, support the kids because, well, I always say we talk so much trash that surely – I big male should like pay off or something. So <laughs> Chris's team is doing a toy drive for Sunrise Children's Hospital in Las Vegas. Um, and you can bring the toys over to Mandalay Bay and take them to the MMA studio. Uh, MMA Junkie Studio is what it is. Um, eight to one Thursday and Friday. Um, and there may be some updates as to where else those toys can go. Um, and also, if you need to mail them in, then you mail them in to Sunrise Children's Hospital, attention Michelle Cash, hashtag Cyborg Nation, 31 Maryland Parkway, Las Vegas Northwest, 89109. So we're just collecting teddy bears and coloring books and crayons just to take to the kids like so we can make somebody else smile before we get involved in our fight. So um so if anybody wants to be involved in that that would be great. If you want to hit me up, you can. Um my DM is open if you have any questions. But um so I just thought I would go ahead and throw that out while I was on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure, and I will. Uh, I will get my stuff in the mail tomorrow, for sure, because that's definitely a good cause. And and I mean, it's you, you can never go wrong donating some, some toys. It's just teddy bears and crayons and coloring books. Like, mm-hmm. let's not make it difficult, y'all. Let just let's just keep it simple. Coloring books, crayons, and brand new toy, uh, brand new teddy bears. I guess I need to emphasize that because I guess people try to bring used teddy bears. Don't bring used teddy bears. The kids are sick, so we have to bring brand new teddy bears. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they can't get them. So they have to be brand new teddy bears. And you could go on our website and see the other things that they could get, but what we're stressing are the teddy bears, coloring books, and crayons. Everybody could just bring something, drop it off at Mandalay Bay, or um, let me know if you want to mail them in. I, like I said, I gave you the mailing address. It's 3186-8 Maryland Parkway, Las Vegas, Northwest, 89109, and just make it to attention, Michelle Cash. Thank you so much. Um I know we can like, do big things, but let's get it, y'all. Let's, let's get these bears. So y'all will see me saying, let's get these bears. <laughs> oh, and then as far now, as Randy. Yes. As far he's as gonna Randy. Be on in, um, yeah, he's going to be calling oh, in. Oh, did I call in early? A little bit, but that's okay. 
Now, I'll for, for 219, <laughs> you're going to be there live. Is this your first uh, UFC event? No, no, no. We, we've we been at Chris's events before, but this is the first one I'm going to be floor seats for. So I'm, like, really hype about it. Okay, it's going to be great. So you guys will see us, and we'll have our signs and our shirts and our media stuff. Like, we've ordered all the stuff. We're ready. And and we yeah. ordered the duck collars, and we we've ordered everything. So <laughs> yeah, it's the first fight that like we can say that we went all the way live for. Yes. And no, fans are are going out of their minds. My phone has not stopped blowing up yet. Oh, well, I guess I, I should probably I totally mention understand. this: um, the after party, which everybody uh-huh. is invited to. Is at Foundation Room at Mandalay Bay on the 63rd floor. So if they want to go, just go ahead and contact Foundation Room. You can go. Um, it's not like a private party. Everybody is welcome. So go and have fun and pop some bottles with us and eat some chicken wings with us and have a great time. That's another thing. And they do have a watch party before um, at 6 p.m., I believe. But I'm not really sure about those those details. Um, that's not really, like, in the realm of what I do. But just you can look on the website. It's foundationroomlv.com, and you can figure out from there, like, what you need to do. No, that will be great. And for now, we're, we're going to bring Randy on. Randy has called in. So we're going to bring Randy on. Is he on, on the phone? And, uh, okay, bring yeah. Randy on. Come we're, on, Randy. We're going to bring Randy on right now. Here we go. Okay. All right, Randy, you're live. Hey, how are y'all? Good. How are you I, doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I appreciate hey, you Hey, Randy, having me on. how are you? It's hey, Mercy. Mercy. I'm on the phone. Oh, See, yeah. I told you I was going to be on the phone. <laughs> I'm on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, you did good. I know, as always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, you guys can go ahead well, and shut up. Okay. Uh, it's nice to have you on, Randy. Um, you well, know, we, you. we always want to bring on these MMA guys. Plus, um, anything with a, a, a story like you have is just a it, – it, this is a huge issue, and we're definitely, definitely happy to get this out there. Well, well, I and we thank you. Uh, yeah. We We do thank you. Hey, it's 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 no problem. It's it's part of the package, you know. It's uh, we, everybody helps. We we all want to help, and the fact that you're an MMA fan, I mean that that's just like icing on the cake. The fact that if we can get a little bit of uh, notoriety out there, anything to help out, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate. It. I mean, I've been an MMA fan forever. I mean, back in the back in the '60s, we used to meet in backyards and. You know, we had boxers and street fighters and football players, and all of us are big fans now. You know, it's you know because I go way back from starting yesterday. But uh, my deal with Harvey, you want me to go ahead and start about Hurricane Harvey? Yeah, please. Okay. Well, a lot of people ask us why we didn't evacuate, but there was no evacuations called because there was no high winds and the storm surge was only supposed to be about seven feet. Well, Ike was 22 feet, and it didn't reach us. It came about a mile from our house. So we 
waited Harvey out, and we got about 50 to 60 inches of rain, depending on what part of the county you lived in. And when the rain got to about a, oh, I don't know, about knee high in our apartment, I moved my son and a friend of ours upstairs to some walkways, and I went and checked on my daughter, who lived in the building next to me, and we got ready to move her. Then we were informed that they were releasing water from the dam. And the year before that, uh, parts of Orange had flooded when they released water, and we hadn't even had rain. So we got out of there, and we get taken to a shelter. Some some rescuers came by. The Cajun Navy and boats came by, took us to a shelter. The shelter didn't have any food or light, so they took us to Lake Charles, Louisiana. And uh, I had just got paid, so I paid for a couple of motel rooms, and I was posting what was going on. And this is where Mercy steps in, and she asked me what's happening. And I just kind of informed her what's going on. I wasn't expecting any help. Well, next thing you know, she's offering to pay for rooms and food and, you know, subordination and all these people are, you know, wanting to chip in. Well, I felt kind of funny letting them chip in, but, you know, if you know Mercy, she's not easy to tell no. You know, plus she kind of scares me. You don't know the truth. <laughs> she's a little intimidating, you know. So, uh, so she pays for our room. She pays for food. And we all get FEMA approved, and this motel gets FEMA approved overnight. Well, when we go to tell them we're going to stay, they tell us, no, we can't stay, that we have to find somewhere else, that they rented our rooms out overnight to other people. Well, we didn't know they could do this during a natural disaster, but we have no choice, so we go to Leesville, Louisiana, which is about an hour away from Lake Charles, and the motel is telling us they're becoming FEMA approved. So they reserve rooms for us for the entire FEMA stay, but when we get there, they're not FEMA approved yet. So I go ahead and ask, well, can we pay for a night or two and stay till you get FEMA approved? What I didn't know is they took out for 23 days out of my checking account instead of two days. So that left us in a bind. And then again, Mercy steps in wanting to know what's going on, what's going on, and uh FEMA's telling me you're going to get your money back. The motel's telling me you're going to get your money back. Well, they give my money back, and they take it back the next day. And they, they, I call the bank. The bank puts my money back in. The motel takes it out the next day. Well, I have filed with FEMA about this, and they've turned me down because they say I can't prove I was at the motel. But my motel receipt shows I checked in on the 3rd, and they started paying on the 7th of uh September. Well, somebody had to pay between the 3rd and the 7th, so I don't understand this. So finally, after about two months, I get my apartment uh, inspected by FEMA. And they come by, and the only question they ask me is, do you have a dining room table? And I say no. And they say, within 7 to 10 days, we're going to get with you and help you out with um, your property. Well, it's almost January now. It's been almost three months for four months, and I still haven't heard a word. And they told me they were going to help me with repairs. My car's got mold growing in it, and every day I do some work to it to get it going again. And I, I kind of understand that because it's an older model car, uh, 2005. But, you know, they turned me down, told me to file an appeal. So I filed an appeal, and they turned it down. 
and um, I've gone to the congressman's office in our area three times, and they keep telling me, you're going to get something, you're going to get something, but it's been, like I said, almost four months. I talked to a FEMA representative the other day, and they told me, well, just be patient. You, you know, you're going to get something. But again, they told us seven to ten days, and out of 125 apartments, downstairs apartments that got flooded, only two people haven't received any help from FEMA yet. Now, I realize oh, wow. I don't have it as bad as some people. You know, I mean, I realize that. But it's just the idea of, you know, some consistency from them would be nice. Just like they gave out a bunch of money to have a pat on the back and then everybody else, y'all just wait and we'll see what we can do. And I, I know a lot of people who are who are waiting, but I, and I just don't, you know, it, it's not fair. I mean, I'd like to move out of this garage I'm staying in. I'm staying in a 9 by 10 garage with my 27-year-old son who's had a brain surgery, he's disabled, a cat and a dog, and I'd like to get out of this garage if I could just get a little help, you know, just fair like they've done everybody else. And yeah. the MMA community has stepped in. You know, I mean, they've bought me a heater because even though you might not think it gets cold in southeast Texas, I mean, it snowed the other day here, you know, and this garage is either freezing or hot. Like today it's 80 yeah. degrees, and two days it's going to be 30 degrees. And, you know, they helped me get a heater. They've helped me with so much, the MMA community. And I never asked for anything. They're just, they're just doing all this. And, and I'll just give big props to all of Randy's friends um, from Team MMA for Life, uh, Cyborg Nation, and all his friends. Like, we came together to get him that here um, because that's just ridiculous. Uh, um, no way would we let that just go un- unanswered. Like, it's ridiculous. So, Randy, don't be nervous. Um, just tell them what happened, and then tell them what happened after we got the 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 heater. You know. Yeah. Well, once we got the heater, and you know, I mean, of course that was great there, and you know, I had several other MMA people who have sent cash in different things, but you know, since the heater, I've I had visited with FEMA. I took a young lady out there the other day who they told that they would help her find a home if she would get some papers signed and do a bunch of stuff. And and she did all this. I took her, and she's bipolar. She was having a hard time. And And then when she got there, another agent told her, no, we don't do this. And that broke her down, and... You know, there's just no consistency whatsoever in their help. Uh, you, you know, it's sad, especially when I saw, you know, this woman just break down crying the other day because her hopes got built up one day, and the next day another agent tells her, no, we don't do that. Basically, you were homeless before, you're homeless now. And this person was staying with me because she knew her apartment was going to flood, so she came over and stayed there during the hurricane is all. And now they're not going to help her. Mhm. And you know, this is, like I said, I've visited with the congressman. I've been to their office. Uh, I knock on their doors; they don't answer. I keep knocking; they finally answer. Uh, I've 
about, I want to say two weeks ago, Congressman Goff has called me and said, I'm going to take care of this and you're going to get something, but it's been two weeks and it's the same, it's the same thing again, you know, dealing with FEMA. I'm not getting anything, you know, I've stayed everywhere from a storage trailer to to this garage, you know, and I keep sending FEMA requests. I just want to know what's going on. If you're going to deny me, okay, but don't, they'll text me and they'll tell me to go to my account to see what's happening and when I get there it always just says pending pending and the other person I know does the same thing for him who was living in the same apartments I, I, I don't understand what's going on I mean there's a lot of people who need help it's not just me but there's a lot of people yeah um, and it just goes on and on I'm, uh, I'm hoping to get an apartment Soon. We're not gonna have any furniture, but me and my son have somewhere. And like I said, he had a uh, he's had an AVM brain surgery. He's had a couple of tumors. He has Soto syndrome. Uh, he's got several things, and we're all just staying in this garage, looking at each other. And he needs his own room. He needs it, mm-hmm. you know, to get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> To be honest with you, I'm sure I'm not the most pleasant person 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Sit here <laughs> hey, neither. Well, I definitely am not. Not even five minutes a week, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> most people will tell you they can only put up with me about five minutes at a time, so don't you worry about that. Um, <laughs> Mercy always makes me laugh, though, and that's good. I get a kick out of her. She's, yeah, I like her, yeah. He's cool. <laughs> and that's about it. I mean, I could go on forever as far as, you know, the the motels and, and and how many times FEMA keeps calling me, telling me just hold on, just hold on. But I don't know how long to hold on, two years, three years. After Rita, things went quick. This is the third hurricane I've been through that's been bad. Rita, FEMA took care of us quick. Ike, I didn't need them, so I don't know how they did during Ike. But this time, it's terrible. It really, it's, it's terrible. Now, some people got money quick. I don't know how they choose who gets it quick and who doesn't. Because I and and that's night. what we need to figure out how how people how some people are getting money quick and others, you know, in other communities are not because it, this is ridiculous. Um. Randy lives in in Orange, Texas, and so they don't get they get nothing. And the people in other neighborhoods are saying this is the best FEMA um, response yeah. they've ever seen. Now, how is that right. possible? Yeah, it's it's and not I, possible unless we have two different Americas. I filed for FEMA on the same night as two other families. There was eight of us that that we got out at the same time. It was three in my apartment and five in another apartment, which was my daughter, grandson, and my son-in-law's grandmother. He was in a wheelchair. And, and they all filed the exact same night I did at the motel in Lake Charles, and they've all received help. But I'm still pending, and I don't know what pending means. Does it mean never? You know, what, what does it mean? 
Yeah, so it's just it, uh, we've got to the point that it's ridiculous now. Like, um, we've done what we could do as an MMA community because actually it just got to the point where it was like, well, why are we even collecting money? This is something the government should be doing. Uh, right. We all pay taxes for it. We all, like, pay into it. Why are they not helping our friends? So it, it just got to the point where we were like, okay, well, we need to reach out to somebody bigger because this 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 is ridiculous. It's it's completely ridiculous. What what do you mean he don't qualify? Like what do you mean? Like how how does he not qualify if he lost everything? If you lose yeah, everything, then you should qualify. I mean, it, it's just that simple. And we lost everything. I mean, I was able to save a few clothes, and that's about it. You know, we had some clothes up high in the closet we was able to save, and there was no furniture saved at all. Wow. So that's our story. All we want you to do is write, tweet, tell the world um, this is not unfair. <laughs> It's Team Randy versus um, FEMA, and and that's where we're going with this. Like, um, we have to, we can't like just stand by and do nothing. Um, we have to all stick together because that's the only way we're gonna get an answer. So it's, yeah. it's Team Team Randy versus FEMA <laughs> because so what do you mean? Do nothing. Like, do nothing. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, turn me down, do something, but don't just do nothing. Yeah, you know? say something. Say yeah. something so we know what to do. If it's, they're not giving any help, say that. Say, okay, well, we're not going to give any help. So at least we could say legitimately we're helping Randy because they want but if they are going to help him, then say that too. Just say, okay, you have to be patient, but this is what it is. Say something. You just have to say something. You just can't leave people in complete limbo when they've lost everything. Yeah, that that's what's hardest is being in limbo. I agree, yes, yeah. yeah because how do we even begin to help I'm, I'm, him if he's in complete limbo? How, how do you know what to do? You don't yeah, even know exactly. where to start if it's complete limbo. And it's not as Randy. There are a lot of people around like Randy. He's just the one example that we actually had today. And there are a lot of people sitting around like Randy mm-hmm. in complete limbo, and nobody knows how to help them. So with that being said, you got to start telling FEMA uh, this is completely unacceptable. And we'll keep fighting, and we're going to stick together because we're not going to leave Randy until we get some help um, because this is ridiculous <laughs> that a, a family full of veterans, a family full of active duty military can't can't get an ounce of help. Come on, y'all. So, yeah, I agree. It's hard to help if you don't know what I need because I don't know what I need because I don't know what you're going to do. You know, I agree with you 100%. You know, <laughs> if I tell you I need something and they do something, 
I don't know what to tell anybody. And same way with a friend of mine I talked to the other day, the only other person that had an apartment, he doesn't know. You know, it just it goes. And like I said, I, I know there's more people than just us. Yeah, it gets hard when you don't know where to start. If, if you don't know what to say or or who to start calling, uh, it gets get real hard. So everybody just start start texting FEMA. That's what I say. Tell FEMA about it because it's their problem. It's not ours. Yeah. Because they're the ones that are supposed to be able to take care of this. So right. start texting, tweeting at FEMA. Um, that's all I can ask you to do is let them know and let them know we have a voice too. Um, it might not be as big as the NFL, might not be as big as the NBA, but we have a voice too. Like they can't just ignore us. It's, it's impossible. And that's ridiculous that that somebody with that much family in the military can't get some help. It's ridiculous. At FEMA, at F-E-M-A. Right. Tweet them and let them know how you feel. And I love you guys, and you guys have, like, the best night ever. (laughs) True. Yeah, thank you, Mercy, for this. You're welcome, and thank you for having us on. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, any, yeah, yes. anytime, anytime. And that, that's yeah. right. an amazing story, Randy. All right, see you, Mercy. Yes. Yeah, tremendous story, Randy. I, I, I'm just shocked by all that. That must have been it, it's indescribable. I mean, I've never been through anything like that. Yeah, I wasn't. You know. I'm kind of laid back, and I wasn't ready for her to get my daughter out and her her uh, husband's grandmother, and then we end up motel taking all our money. The, that was a mistake, but getting kicked out mm-hmm. of one motel in Lake Charles, you know, and they reserved our room while we were sleeping, that should have never happened during a disaster when they were FEMA-approved and we just became FEMA-approved. Yeah, and that, that should have that shocked us there. Yeah. Yeah, and and like I said, I I applied the same night other people did, the same computer. We all sat in the room together, and they've all received help. But I haven't. I I did get a little rental assistance because wherever I stay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna pay somebody some money. But I'd already paid out, you know, thousands of dollars for rent, and then they sent. Which I appreciate what they sent. Don't get me wrong. But that's yeah. the only thing I've gotten so far. Oh wow, that's crazy. And Mercy's been uh, like I said, Mercy uh, I was just, I was just putting stuff on Twitter because I was getting bored because they shipped us to a rodeo arena in Lake Charles to wait it out for a while till they figure out what to do with us. So I just started tweeting what we were doing, and she stepped in and been amazing what she's done and everyone else since then yeah and and going back to that you actually met her through twitter right um because you guys are right you know we're all fans of mma and that's how, how right. we met yeah right yes sir. It's, it's amazing how those little things little things 
that you have in common with somebody, and it it it, it brings them together. Helps out. Yeah, it it, it shot. I wasn't expecting anything because I was just sitting in some pictures because I had nothing else to do, thinking somebody else may have evacuated and. And then Mercy stepped in. I was shocked, but it just yeah, the MMA community has been unreal with what they've done. They really have. That's great. Now you you say you've been a you've been involved in this and, and been a fan. How long have you actually been involved in MMA? I started watching. Well, I started watching MMA back when I don't know if you remember Chemo, the guy that used to carry yeah. the cross to the ring. Yeah, that's when oh, I started definitely. becoming a big fan. But I started Taekwondo back when, oh, I think I was 15. started boxing, but back then they only had three weights in this area, lightweight, middleweight, and heavyweight. And I was 155 mm-hmm. pounds, and I wasn't fighting heavy. No, no, just not. I'm five foot seven, <laughs> you know. <laughs> We'd like to find something else to do. And yeah. so my uncle found Fred Simon in Beaumont, Texas. He's Grandmaster Fred Simon now. And from him and I practiced up until well in 2014 I had a five way heart bypass and then I ended up getting a hernia when I went back to work out so I still work out but I just don't work out like I used to <laughs> you know so I oh, still train yeah. yeah but I well, you know and I, I still hang with the same guys I took class with and during the fights they're texting every round and you know it's yeah, there's a lot of fans of MMA down here in Orange, Texas. It really is. <laughs> hey, that, you know, I, I on this show, um, I've been a fan since 1994. Um, I saw, I saw, first saw the UFC in '94, and have been watching UFC, uh, Pancrase, Bodog, Pride, Strike Force, everything you can think of. I watched it as much as I could. Um, yeah, trained. Um, I, I trained uh, jiu-jitsu, and I was really, really liked it, but really, really bad. Um, boxing, I did boxing. That was really, I don't know if you've done either of those. Boxing is a tremendous sport. Very, very good cardio. Very, very fun. Oh, yes. um, yeah, I just love this stuff. Um, not very good at it, but you don't have to be good to enjoy something. Um, oh, no, as anybody that's been at it. Yeah. yeah, and just really, really enjoyed the the whole thing. Uh, MMA, I've been to some events, and honestly, I've been to football games, baseball games, pro games. I've never had as much fun at those as I have at an MMA event. Uh, It's just not the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I go all the way back to, I don't know if you remember, it was the PKA back when Chuck Norris and, and everybody was fighting I trained with mm-hmm. a guy in Beaumont, Texas, Billy Singletary. Back then they had teams. They had, oh, was, I think it was the Houston Hurricanes and the Galveston Tornadoes or, or may have been switched around, but they had PKA teams, and Billy Singletary was one of the instructors of our school, and Billy was a black belt in taekwondo and a black belt in judo, which back in the 70s, that was really mixed martial arts because she even did something yeah. like that, you know, because they didn't have jiu-jitsu around here and stuff like that then, and and when I saw Billy fight at a tournament, it was a karate tournament in Houston, Texas, and he did a judo sweep on some guy in the middle of the ring. I mean, the whole place just stood up because none of us had ever seen anything like that before. 
you know, it, it gave me chills to still think about it. It was, it was pretty neat <laughs> watching Billy do that. And then just as MMA came in, I, like I said, uh, you know, when I was young, it was Tank Abbott because part of my family's Abbott. And, and then Timo and, then, of course, Gracie and, you know, all mm-hmm. the way back to then watching, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and you I, saw, so we had you saw to go. great old fighters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I had to quit watching for months after the hurricane because there wasn't cable where I was staying. And I just now got cable back probably within the last two weeks. And it's it's great watching again. I mean, you know, it's, you know, you can be able to smile again. I'm able to smile again and watch the fights and actually learn, to be honest with you, because I'm still learning after, you know, like I said, I started in 66, 67, and, and I'm still learning, just watching them. Going, oh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> just in, enjoy it tremendously. Yeah, and we're still, I mean, the sport's still going. It, it's constantly evolving. When when you and I started watching it, it was, you know, what's the best martial art? And that's the, what the whole thing was. Right. And then it just yeah. became one. It, it kind of evolved. And uh, sure. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was winning, but then wrestling came in, and then strikers came in, and, and it, it, it it just kept changing and changing. It still does. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I, I remember, the, you know, the sumo wrestler fighting the karate guy, and it was just sumo yeah. versus karate. But like you say now, it's it's all one thing. It is, yeah, that's right. Maybe not the best fight, but the craziest thing I ever saw was Emmanuel Yarborough. 680 yeah. pounds versus Keith yeah. Hackney. I, I, I was yeah. going nuts. I couldn't believe that was happening. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, re- I remember that fight. I sure do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and who would have thought Keith Hackney was going to knock that guy out? I mean, the guy, Yarbrough, literally threw him out of the cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember the – because I looked at the guy, I said, there's no way he can beat this Yo, there's no way it can be Yarbrough. There's no way. And then, wow, this is <laughs> unreal. Yeah. 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 Been, there, been around a while. I sure have. Yeah. Sure have. <laughs> well, Randy, you feel free to call in anytime. Um, please, please definitely call in. Update us on what's going on. Um, uh, definitely tweet us um, and call in. Just keep us going. Keep us updated on what's going on. And hopefully, you know, hopefully you'll get some help very, very soon. I, I appreciate this time. I really do. I do. Thank oh, you. Oh, anytime. I, I, All right. I'm thank curious. you, sir. Anytime you want to call in. All right, Randy. Okay. Thank you. All right. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Randy Lane calling in to tell us his story. Um, like, Like we said, you know, Big-time MMA fan. He, he wanted to come on. The, the MMA community itself helped him out. Um, he's been in it forever. And it was just it, – it's a tremendous story from what's still going on down there. And, and like you said, it was not just him. It's, it's many, many people are, are supposed to be getting help, not getting help. Um, it's definitely interesting. Definitely want to keep an eye on that and keep an ear on it. We want to hear what's going on and, and definitely thank him for – calling in that was very very interesting um a tremendous story and with that we we will be back new year's day um we're taking like i said we're taking next week off so new year's day we will be back live but but until then 
um, we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Have, have a great holiday. Enjoy the time with your family. And, you know, just just enjoy. You know, take time to sit back, get away from everything. Just enjoy the time you have. And we will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. For that, enjoy. Bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.